0: And welcome in to Life Planning 101. Blake Neha Hodges sitting in for Terry Slavens, but joined, as usual, by Miss Angela Robinson. Good, Good morning. morning. We have an exciting show, as promised. We've had a whole month that we're dedicating of shows to Life Insurance Awareness Month. And we thought, you know... We could talk about the needs for it all, all through these shows. But more importantly, a lot of people have existing policies and really they don't know what they have. And so this is what um, we decided we'd do this week is is really go through the top things that most people don't understand about the life insurance or the risks in their current policies. Mm-hmm. Um, because this is critical. I mean, after all, if you're paying for something to be able to protect your family, don't you want to make sure it's the right something what you need that's exactly right what you think you're getting (laughs) that's what you think you're getting right so um we we looked over all of our our information from past you know experiences that we've had and we said okay here's here's kind of the top six i mean we could have probably put 50 of these together Mm -hmm. it's just amazing but we said okay here's probably the top six that we run across most often and it's what you need to know you know my dad always says the big print giveth the little print taketh away and life insurance policies are actually all insurance. It doesn't matter. All insurance is notorious for that one liner, you know, that the big print giveth and the small print taketh away. So we've got a lot to cover. So we're going to jump in this first segment. And the first two that we're actually going to talk about are company-owned life insurance policies. Um, There are so many people that work for corporations and uh, businesses, and Mm -hmm. they have the opportunity either to receive life insurance uh, that their employer pays for or buy up additional life insurance Mm -hmm. of so many times salary or accidental death and dismemberment and all of those policies. So, you know, what the main thing is with all of this is you didn't, Pick this insurance out. And I think that's the thing you've got to remember is to really... Take a look underneath the hood of what you're putting your money into. It's one thing if your employer's paying for it, but it might be another if you're paying for it. And even if your employer's paying for it, you may want to look underneath the hood to really understand what you have or don't have in the event that you become uninsurable at some point in the future. So um, there's no wonder that the first two in the six, all right, are Mm -hmm. centered around these policies. Mm -hmm. The first one is, you know, understanding the difference between a life insurance policy and an accidental death and dismemberment policy. A lot of people say, well, I've got AD&D, I'm covered. Well, first of all, and I, I, I was actually explaining this to, to someone yesterday, that their parents were in a horrible accident and died because of that. And even though that is the case, uh, we all have to realize percentage-wise, very few people actually die from an accidental death. Less than 5% of our population dies from an accidental death. Yeah. So, you know, it's no wonder that these policies are very attractive when you get an opportunity to buy one because they are cheap. Okay. Yeah. Well, because it only covers five. That's exactly right. And, you know, the other thing to think about is it only covers you if you're in a car accident or something like so that. not like a heart attack, No, or a stroke. No. Yeah. Exactly, and also um, dismemberment from an accident itself. It will cover that, but here's the catch, okay, and we have actually come across this situation. I think this is the worst part of all. Let's imagine that you're in a car accident, okay, Mm -hmm. and you make it through the car accident, and they carry you in an ambulance to the hospital, but because of the car accident, you end up having a lot of blood complications, and you end up with heart failure. Well, because your heart failure wasn't a direct consequence of the accident they Mm -hmm. may not cover you so people don't understand that it's really I mean these policies are you know they sound really great because they're so cheap but you really have to understand what you're looking at you might be better off going and seeing what it would cost you to buy an equivalent term insurance policy and even if it was 10 bucks more a month yeah, it's, I mean, well, way, way, way more worth it, right? Oh yeah, it would definitely so, pay out better. That's like, for sure. Yeah, that's right. So you know, you get what you pay for is is going to apply in that situation. Yeah. A lot of people don't understand that. The second thing about company policies is the ability to be able to take it with you and or keep it forever okay and i think this is extremely important I, this can be absolutely in, devastating okay we ran across this last year gentleman 52 years old his wife is about 10 years younger than him he's had hepatitis c he had juvenile diabetes he's uninsurable okay yeah. the guy cannot get insurance mm-hmm. and he just left a huge corporate job where they were covering a million dollars of life insurance on him mm-hmm. much needed because mm-hmm. he has two small children and dead up to his wazoo hasn't yeah. done a good job saving and he left to go work for the startup company thinking he was going to be able to just go get benefits on his own well he can't and so he exposed himself to that risk greatly by you know just doing that and, and here's the thing so i was curious i said how many Amer- i was thinking how many americans i wonder change jobs and how often they change jobs get this the average american changes do- jobs 10 to 15 times in his or her career Man. So what I want you to think about, and and by the way, this gentleman actually quit the startup company to go back to work for another corporation just so he could get the proper insurance for his family. Think about that. Okay. So how, you know, how difficult of a choice would it be if you hated your employer, hated your job, but you knew you had to stay there to be able to protect your family? that would be horrible, wouldn't it? Or not be able to do what you truly are passionate about because you knew you had to stay somewhere to be able to protect your family. Mm -hmm. Now, had his company had an option to port that insurance out, in other words, be able to port that term policy for a certain number of years to him on a personal level, Mm -hmm. that would have been great. So always look, do I have portability? Extremely important. And not only portability, but think about how long it will last. Okay, so In this gentleman's case, there's a very good chance he's going to have to work till age 75 because, like I said, they have not done a good job saving Saving, their money, right? So um, he really needs about 35 years more of insurance coverage Mm -hmm. to some extent. Well, even if he could have ported that policy, at most it was only going to port for 10 years. Doesn't work. It's still not a right. Okay. So (laughs) you have another option. You have the ability to convert in some situations, to a permanent policy. So you can take your policy to an individual and actually convert it to a permanent policy. So what that means is you own it, okay? Yeah. So it's a very important caveat in there, and and like I said, read that fine print, know exactly what you're buying, because even though you may think it may be better to go on your group plan and buy insurance, you know, had he bought insurance 20 years ago for himself on an individual level, this wouldn't be an issue. It wouldn't be, yeah, because yeah. he'd be covered. Yeah, he would have been covered. He would have been insurable, but today, he's not insurable and he's in a bind. So it's really important to understand just because you have it through your company doesn't mean you really have good quality (laughs) insurance that works for your unique situation, right? Yeah. So very important. So what we're doing today, we've got a Twitter poll at KFS Life Planning and what we wanna know is if you have had your insurance reviewed and I'm gonna give you some key indicators on this because a lot of people may say, well, yeah, someone's looked at it. Well, what does that actually mean? Not just looked at it. Unless you've actually signed something, giving someone permission to be able to open up the hood of your insurance policy and look at what's underneath there, you haven't had it reviewed. So tweet us at KFS Life Planning and let us know, have you had your insurance policy reviewed? When we come back, you're not going to want to miss these four more things you didn't know about your life insurance today. That's Life Planning 101 right here on KATX and KWBY. And we're back at it here on Life Planning 101. That's right. And Blatney had to remind me to bring up the cowboys, oh. and it's a sore subject. <laughs> I think I'd rather talk about dying. So let's talk about life insurance. Talk about life insurance. <laughs> let's talk about life insurance, right? Um, but we are. We're talking about current policies and the fact that, you know, do you really know what you have? And, and like I mentioned, we could have come up with a thousand of these, but we took really the top six that we see uh, the most problems with and, and uh, decided we'd, we'd go through these. And we just talked <laughs> about company policy. So if you missed that segment of the show, you want to make sure go back over it if you do have a company policy. And I really think this show is for people that not only have life insurance, but those that are going to go get it. So you kind of know what you can avoid in the future as well, right? So our third thing, it goes back to a little bit about what we've already talked about with company policies, but you get what you pay for. And this can be said so many times over with All kinds of insurance. In fact, so my husband was an adjuster for for several years. And he said, you know, it's so sad how many claims that we actually went out and we worked and we did the full claim and and they needed the money. But because their policy was just written wrong, they weren't going to get hardly anything mm-hmm. right and this happens in life insurance as well is you've got to be very careful yeah you, you hear advertisements get x amount of death benefit for 15 dollars a month or yeah. whatever right you have to really know what you're looking at and and really in reality even though all that sounds cheap when you actually look at the benefit versus the cost it's not cheap it's Mm-mm. extremely expensive for what you're getting and so one of the things i want to talk about is term policies because Most people have term policies, right? And especially young people, they think, okay, this is what I need. And cheap is not what you want to go for when you're looking at a term policy. Number one, there are thousands of carriers. Did you know that? Thousands of life insurance carriers. It doesn't surprise me, but I didn't know that, but it doesn't surprise me. So thousands of life insurance carriers, and these carriers each have quality of their own, their own financial ratings, but then they also have the quality of their products behind them, right? Mm -hmm. And how long they've done it, what their history, what their track record has been. Example, I actually ran across a company, I kid you not, that they... Push everything so much to the max that they will basically just shut off and stop selling policies when it gets over the actuarial assumptions and then they'll resume later on Mm. yeah pretty bad isn't it it's not there for stability so what does that do for the policy owners not a good thing so Mm -mm. I mean just like any other company you've got to have a very ethical good Mm -hmm. company and you know you've got traded life insurance companies, you've got mutual life insurance companies, and you got to think, whose best interest are they really looking out for? I mean, there's a lot to this. So, you know, don't just think cheap is what you want to go for. But the biggest thing about term policies is just this one thing, okay? So, let's imagine you get a 20-year term policy, and in year 19, you find out that you have some terminal disease, and the doctor gives you five years to live, okay? You got a million-dollar policy that's going to End in one year. Mm-hmm. Are you going to want to keep that? Yeah, yeah, you are. Even mm-hmm. if you didn't need it by then, yeah. you would want to be able to keep it, right? Yeah. Okay. So, here's the thing: if it doesn't have a convertibility clause on it or a renewable clause on it, you're pretty much maybe out of luck because you're uninsurable. Mm-hmm. It's not like you can go rewrite the insurance. I mean, mm-hmm. unless there's some just amazing, miraculous thing out there that someone's selling, and I don't even know if I'd believe that. It sounds too good to be true, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But if you have a renewable clause or a convertible clause on your policy, you might be able to save it, right? Mm-hmm. So a renewable clause means that even though you've ran out of that 20 years, you can still renew it another year. Now, if you have a term policy and you got it out and you have a renewable clause on there, you can actually see it'll be like, say example, $600 a year for annualized premium and then in year 21, it jumps to 13,000. And then in year 22, 17,000, and then 19,000, then 26,000, goes to a ridiculous amount of premiums, okay? Mm-hmm. so. Here's the second part to this. Let's say you have that renewable policy that you can keep in place, but in year three of your disease, they find a cure. Now you've just sunk a lot of cash Mm -hmm. into a policy that you're probably going to cancel, right? Yeah. Because now you can go write insurance on yourself. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. What's the deal, right? Okay, so the second part to that goes back to being convertible, being able to push it to a permanent policy. And I promise you there is very seldom that we ever, ever, ever write a policy that doesn't have a conversion clause on it and a strong one because we want to make sure that policy is convertible as long as possible, mm-hmm. and those are going away because they're finding that the only people that want to convert policies are the sick people. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay, so those clauses are going away. So you got to pay for it, but is it worth it? Yeah. You know, yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you're gonna stick twenty years of premium into something and then you lose that availability. It 's just crazy, mm-hmm. and you know we 've mentioned on the show last week you know most people have a lifetime need for some type of life insurance, yeah, and so being able to have the ability to convert a piece of that, even not all of it, if that 's what you can 't do, but you know it 's important to look at that because at least you don 't lose it, yeah, and the thing is is that you 've got to watch it because some policies may say, oh, it 's fully convertible for twenty years. Well, if you buy it at age 50, it may only be convertible till you're age 65. Yeah. So it's only 15, right? Yeah. There are policies out there that you can get that'll last the full time. So be careful about what you're looking at. And remember, you're getting what you're paying for. It's Mm -hmm. not all about the cost when you're buying insurance. It's very, very important. Yeah. Okay. Number five um, Will your tax free death benefit be taxable? Okay. So one of the aspects that everybody loves about life insurance is when someone dies, Benefit's supposed to be tax-free, right? Okay, Mm -hmm. Supposed to be. Supposed to be. That's the key word. (laughs) Supposed. I cannot tell you how many times we've seen insurance policies that are set up wrong. And because they were set up wrong, it negates all the beautiful tax benefits to the insurance policy. Mm -hmm. Isn't that crazy? Mm -hmm. Okay. So I'm going to give you two kind of three, two of the most common that we see. Number one is the unholy trinity, okay? <laughs> and this is, is <laughs> this is obviously on a policy, there's always an owner, mm-hmm. there's always an insured, and there's always a beneficiary, okay? So um, there's three on a policy. If those three people are all different, you have an unholy trinity. Two of the three must be the same. And here's why. Let's say that mom and dad own a policy on the child. And the grandchild's the beneficiary. Well, because of that, when the child dies, mom and dad are the, what, what's called giving a gift to the grandchild. Well, say mom and dad have a taxable estate already, and now this million-dollar policy is taxed at 40%. Ouch! So a yeah. million dollars now just turned into 600000 Oh, did we talk about generation skipping tax in that case, too. Oh, it could be double-taxed painful right okay and the same the same thing happens with business policies a lot when you have business-owned life insurance there could be three on a policy example business owner or business owner is the owner of the life insurance policy you insure to someone else the beneficiary is a surviving spouse a lot of people think oh well i'm in good shape i've got all this life insurance my company's buying for me Nope, not at all, because it's often seen as a taxable distribution, whether in the form of wages, Mm -hmm. whether in the form of dividends or other type of consideration, it's taxed. Okay, Mm -hmm. And by the way, if you have a business and you have insurance inside of there, you need to have it reviewed, period. Mm -hmm. Okay, If you have insurance that was written past 2006, there's a very good chance, I, I very seldom run across it where it's done right, that it's not due to double taxation. Isn't that sad? Yeah, And it's all just because it's set up wrong. So make sure that you're having those policies reviewed, especially if you've had one written since 2006. When we come back, I have saved the best two for last, believe it or not. So (laughs) you don't want to miss it. Right here on Life Planning 101, KTX and KWBY. Oh, we're talking over the break. I told Angela, I learned something new every time <laughs> I do this show with her. And today, I need to be listening. That is the purpose, right? Mm-hmm. The six things you didn't know about your life insurance, <laughs> right? During <laughs> Life Insurance Awareness Month. And, you know, you bring up a good point because we talked about the fact that there are thousands of carriers out there. And... Tens of thousands of products, bells and whistles on top of that, and so we this this chaos that's in the industry today. And I'm, we're about to talk about the really bad bad part of it. Is what we feel like is there should be no policy left behind. And so what we decided to do during Life Insurance Awareness Month, and because of putting this together, this show typically we work with people comprehensively. We don't do standoff services, but we are willing to do policy reviews for fifty bucks. That's what we're gonna do for this month only. So, I feel like that's fair. Yeah, yeah it's very fair, yeah. you know, especially when you're looking at losing potential death benefit or whatever it mm-hmm. is. So, um, you know, making sure that, it, you know, no policy left behind. That's mm-hmm. going to be our quote. Obviously, it takes some time and effort, so we can't do it for free yeah. for everybody, yeah. and especially because we work on a comprehensive nature. But it is important, and it's sad when you find out things are about to lapse. I'm actually calling with a client this afternoon that we are literally, her dad is 83 years old, and that policy is going to lapse this year. It's a million-dollar policy just because it wasn't monitored. Yeah. Isn't that sad? That is sad. So that brings us to the fact of, will you outlive your life insurance? And get this, on July 20th of 2017 in the Wall Street Journal, there was a story on Gary Levin, and he will outlive $3.2 million of death benefit if he doesn't ride off into the sunset this month. Man. Yes, right? And of course, he's turning 100 and policies back in the day were only written to 94, age 100, or whatever yeah. they were, right? But that isn't the only risk that we're seeing out there. We're actually seeing a lot of that being resolved by the industry itself, so there isn't a bad name. Mm-hmm. The problem is, is being able to take off the, the hood and look and see if your policy is going to make it to actual life expectancy, yeah. okay? And that has been a big risk. And honestly, it doesn't matter if you bought a policy a week ago or three years ago. I've got another one that we're reviewing for a client they bought a year ago, just a year ago, mm-hmm. and it is going to run out of money before they are age 80. Yeah. yeah that's not written, yeah. Th- that's not great at all, and it was written that way. Yeah. Okay. So you have to be and it was sold on price. <laughs> okay. Get what you pay so for. you get what you pay for. But but not only that, but you know, you've got a, a declining interest rate environment for the last thirty years. So if you have a thirty year old policy that was assumed that interest rates would stay at gosh, five, six percent, you know, mm-hmm. and they're at what? zero one (laughs) okay obviously there's going to be some massive problems with these policies so you really have to have someone taking off the hood and what we do is we actually go in and write a letter and we ask for current assumptions and we ask what it's going to take to keep those policies in force Mm -hmm. and then be able to help you make decisions based on that that's how we look underneath the hood with these policies and it's extremely important that you manage these just like you manage your investments, your retirement portfolio, whatever. I mean, can you imagine, just like this this lady I'm talking to today, they have sunk $300,000 into this policy. Mm. I mean, it is and they that an investment, had, essentially, for your future generations. That is right. You know? And they had no idea it was going to lapse. No idea. We got that uh, letter in. We got the assumption in. And it shows it's running out this year. And we're like holy smokes let's get him on the phone monday we've got to make this phone call and just we're going to stick back whatever premium we have to because he's uninsurable we can't do anything else at this moment but yeah i mean it, it, there's seven hundred thousand dollars a spread there yeah. that they'd lose <laughs> if, if they don't take care of this matter so had another lady same situation the family had sunk over a million dollars into a million dollar policy Mm -hmm. and it was about to lapse and she was on hospice so we called every single month to keep that thing in force just until she was able to to pass and i know that sounds morbid but at the same time money is money i mean that's what it is you know that's right so you know making sure you're taking care of these policies is extremely important and that brings us to our last topic okay a lot of people say well I'm old and healthy, and all I have is term insurance. Well, the truth is, the fine print sometimes giveth, but it's usually in very fine print, okay? Yeah. <laughs> when it does, when print. it does that, right? So, we had a fellow Forum 400 member, <laughs> which is a renowned group of agents that I actually go spend time with twice a year to find out what's going on in the industry. They're they're an incredible group of people. And he was telling me about a, a couple who was able to turn their term insurance into $260,000 of cash at a point in their life when they needed it most because he was needing care. Mm -hmm. And it was pretty awesome. Term insurance, something you think has absolutely no value, you rent, right? And they were able to turn that into cash. So the bottom line is it is important to have all of your insurance is reviewed, not just permanent, not just something with high cash values or little cash values or whatever. It's important to look at every single one of them. So don't miss our offer this month during Life Insurance Awareness Month. And let us help you look under the hood. Yeah. And no policy left behind. It's going to be our theme. Just 50 right? bucks. Just 50 bucks. So we're not for comprehensive planning, anything else. Standalone service to be able to do this because it is it is too important. And mm-hmm. to be honest with you, we do we do have heart. We do care about people. So <laughs> (laughs) you know you bought that life insurance for a reason (laughs) yeah and that was to take care of somebody right so make sure you're taking care of it right absolutely and just remember uh, we've got two apps going on this month that are extremely important the life happens app you can actually go on and see what you need for your own life insurance on that app and you can instantly shop life insurance quotes from quality carriers on our website we have it actually listed there you just do your stuff and see what pops up. But you know you're getting quality carriers if it's on our website. Yes. So you don't have to worry about that. No, you Isn't don't. Isn't that great? So, anyway, make sure you do that and tweet us at KFS Life Planning. My name is Angela <laughs> Robinson you're with, with Kennedy Financial Services. Kennedy Service. Financial Services. Let's have a great week and God bless. <laughs> Money Group, LLC.